my bad. I'm sorry. I've been playing around trying to get out of the connected. Oh, wow. This camera tripping again. <laughs> Hi, Miss Grace. How you doing? I'm good, Coach. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah. You yep. moved up. You moved in. You settled. You say, say again. Are you settled in? Nah, nah, nah. I'm oh. trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know what's going on with this camera. I don't know why this camera keep doing this backward stuff. Okay. Yeah. How how are things been going with you? What you um what you been up to lately? Well, I I worked on the numbers on that property I shared with you. Ah, you gotta, and, uh, you, you gotta call me. You, you I know gotta, I need to call you because I I didn't I didn't hear back, but they lowered the price. They lowered the price. Right. They lowered the price, and uh, there were like I think five offers. I made an offer. You made and, an offer? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I just I, I I did I did pull some stuff up on the thing. I did try and look at that, but I did not. You know, yeah. I, think I, I think I text you and said something about it. you need to call me. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know. no, that, that's fine. I um actually I was just working on the thing to send you and and Coach Joe the um the details and stuff. So let's see. Let's do this. Um, well, hey, look, really, I don't have, um, uh, okay, well, maybe, uh, you know what? Um, I probably think I do want to do that live. Hell <laughs> yeah, no, don't nah, do that. No, no, I know, because your deal, you, yeah, your deal ain't <laughs> not locked up and other folks may want it. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, hold on, let me get Latia on this call. And, uh, I'll show you. Uh huh? Oh, are you there? Okay, all right, got you. Uh, let me go Facebook Live. I know that I did not advertise. The, I mean, let me see the, this camera working yet. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're still upside down, but your background is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know why this camera keep doing it. it keep flipping up and down. Yeah. You're playing somersault, huh? You got that feet, huh? That's not cool. That's a. This is a pretty. <laughs> This is, yeah, this is pretty, I, I guess I got to take it back to Best Buy. I guess that's what we'll have to do. Because um, that ain't that ain't how we're going to roll. Um, This is a 4K camera. <laughs> so oh. I'm like, I'll try to buy quality. Let me see if this is going to work over here. Let me see how I can do over here. I'm still trying. I'm, I don't know why I'm doing that. All right, let me see now. Trying a different one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Now I look like you are frozen. Yeah, Latia, you got you got your uh, your questions ready, Latia. I do. Give me a few more minutes. Let me let me try to hook this other camera up. I got like three or four cameras, but 
I really need that one to work, and I don't know why it's not working. I have no idea what's going on with this camera. But I guess I gotta take it back to Best Buy and let them know that maybe maybe I don't shake it up too much. Um this other camera, I need to see how they look anyway. Uh uh uh. Oh, shooky, y'all. All right, I think you know I ain't advertised today. Um, uh, because of the move, I am so far off. So <laughs> that move took a lot out of me. Time, energy, and um everything else. Okay, okay, well. All right, so Miss Grace, you in Virginia, ain't it? I'm in PA. Oh yeah, dang! I keep on putting you in Virginia. I came from Virginia, but I'm in PA now. I don't know why I keep on putting you back over there. I think you told me that several times now. You're getting old, catching up with some of us. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a lot going on, man. I understand. And my my AC just went off, so oh. I'm struggling. No, that's horrible. What you, oh, wow. What you going to do about that? So I have Home Shield, and the uh, contractor was supposed to come today by 6, and he didn't show up. So I just end up going to a hotel near me because it's, it's like 100 and almost like 97 degrees, and it's bad. Mm. Yeah. It's one of those days. So... Anyway, it's life, huh? Wow. All right, let's see how this camera works. Oh, this camera, I don't want to connect. Fail video. Fail video. Wow, this camera, I don't want to connect. Try to do another camera. God dang, boy. Almost ready. Try one more thing, and then if not, I'm going to have to use this ugly camera. The camera came with this phone. I mean, the, the computer is not that good. And then plus, y'all are my test people. I get to test this out on you all to see if I look working. Y'all know I get <laughs> in the new place I live in. They got dialogue. I can't believe that people still have dialogue. Welcome to North Carolina. Please select another camera. Well, yep, it ain't working. All right, man. We got all right. I give up. We gotta go to my basic camera. I'm coming out Blu-ray looking. Oh wow. Oh wow. Now that camera don't wanna work. All right. Well, I guess we won't be on the camera. <laughs> None of my camera's working now. Um, all right, let me go uh, share this on Facebook Live in my little group. You have your questions ready to go. Let me oh, that's what okay. So the dialogue thing is not cool. What, what is that about? Try again. All right, there we go. Uh, Teaching Tuesday, public. Uh, let's go to my group. 
my group. All right, now you're going to try and stump me tonight with all these questions you've been asking me? Because some be on. No, they're not bad. It's just I need to, I need clarity on some of it. Gotcha. Well, we on live uh, in a few more seconds. We'll be on Facebook Live. Um, in my Why Wait to Be Great book. I mean, um, dang. oh, you, hey, you you hung up there earlier today. I'm writing another book. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to hang up. Um, I had a call and I tried to click back over and the phone hung up. No worries, no worries. Hey, just another opportunity for another book come out. I'm writing a children book. All right. Uh, welcome, welcome, everybody, uh, to Why Wait to Be Great. Unfortunately, I did not advertise this meeting tonight. Um, you know, we got teaching Tuesdays every Tuesday, regardless of the fact I still try and get on. Um, however, comma, we have Latia that want to stump the coach. She have a lot of questions. Um, she's working on some new projects and she asked me, um, can she ask, she asked me some questions and I said, can we save it to tonight to answer these questions live in front of everyone? So hopefully you'll learn from what she asks and hopefully I can answer what she asks and then we'll go from there. So uh, we have Latia Johnson on and I'm LaTerrence Williams. Why would you be great? And uh, I guess the flip side is she kind of started interviewing me. <laughs> All right. Um, if, excuse the mic on the camera, my, whatever reason, my camera don't want to act right today and I'm not on camera, but you can still hear us. We're still around. We're here for you. Let's get it. All right, Latia, it's all on you. All right. So I'm working with a program and I'm learning about terms and pretty much seller finance and terms, all that good stuff. So I just have a couple questions. Um, and want to see if you can like provide clarity for me as I'm like reading stuff. So when it comes to a wraparound mortgage, does that mean that I will always pay the seller more than what they owe for the loan? On a wraparound mortgage, you always pay the seller more than what they owe, which yeah. is absolutely not. Um, uh, with, when you do a wraparound mortgage, you may have to pay more like to the title insurance, the title, the attorney, the closing fees and stuff like that. But you're not paying more than what they owe because you can't work that deal where you don't pay the interest on interest. So if you take the house subject to the existing loan, uh -huh. make the wraparound loan the same amount of the insurance, the taxes, and the mortgage, then you don't have to pay more, but you do have to pay closing costs, you have to pay attorney fees, and you do have to pay um, whatever recording fees that got to be done. Okay, so with the wraparound mortgage, so basically they have a loan. You're going to get a lawyer or attorney to go in, rewrite the loan pretty much um, with the seller. And you're going to add like all the expenses that you just talked about into that particular, into a different loan. But that's between you and the seller, correct? Absolutely. So the promissory note that the seller have right now is basically mm -hmm. what the mortgage company they not, not have right now. Uh -huh. So whenever you're getting an attorney involved, now you're making a promissory note.
to pay the, the, the seller back instead of the seller to with the, the bank. So you just basically, uh, the seller is now the bank and you're paying the, the seller on behalf of the bank. Make sense? Right, okay, yes. Yeah. Um, so my next question is, so with owner financing, does this mean that the owner no longer wants the property? Um, if not, does this mean, am I acting as the owner and paying the loan myself or renting it out? And how does this work with the bank? Does the original owner have to be present if a renter goes through the bank to get a loan? So you have paperwork that you have to fill out to cover yourself so that you can make decisions on behalf of the uh, seller. So the seller, nine times 10, if they do a house subject to or with creative financing, they are in a situation where they're, they're, they're actually um, open to allow the property to be dispositioned from them with a creative way. Um, i.e. you have some people like um, let's say you have um, let's say you have a house that's in pre-foreclosure mm -hmm. and that seller is in a buying right they they already moved out the house they already moved into an apartment and they're paying for apartment and they paying for the house now they have they can't afford both so now the house is in pre-foreclosure and you come and talk to that person and say, hey, look, I'm willing to bail you out. I'm willing to save your, 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 your credit. I'm willing to save your home. And I'm willing to take over your house subject to the existing loan. So you're going to put that house uh, with the attorney. The attorney going to do all the paperwork. And they're going to basically use the same amount that that person owed on that house. And they're going to sell it to you for that amount. And you're going to ask the seller, you know, to sign a couple of documents, extra documents. Um, if you're a part of the training, if y'all join our training group, you'll learn more about it. But um, I don't want to give out too much information. But um, if you sign up and they have those documents to protect them and you can act on behalf of the seller based off that paperwork. And once you do that, um, the seller does not have to be present when you decide to sell a house. The seller don't have to be present when you decide to rent the house out. The seller has to be present when you decide to remodel the house or anything. It's actually your property now and because it's like a promissory note. The bank don't got to be present when you decide to sell your house if you bought a house. So the seller is acting as the bank, and now you have the rights to do what you want to do with that house, that property. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. I know you have cool. more questions than that. Oh, no, I got some more questions. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about it, we got Coach Joe on the call now. So, you know what? If I get stuck too hard and I say something wrong, I know he's going to correct me. He love to correct me. Hey, man. Hey, hey, when, when, when you said your name, you said something wrong. <laughs> 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 we on Facebook Live. I just hope you know that. Hey, hey, well, hey, hey, let the world know that. Oh, damn. <laughs> What's your other question, Latia? Latia over here asking me questions about creative financing tonight, man. She she um she been doing some research and studying. So I told her, you know what, go ahead and shoot her out tonight in front of everybody. Let me see how good I am. And, if, and you uh, and hey brother, if I'm wrong, 
Call me out. Yes, sir. All right, Mr. Okay. Next question. So with the subject two deals, when you get the down payment from, so you're doing a lease to own option. So you get a seller in there. I mean, a buyer in there and um, they give you a down payment. Is that down payment, is that your money to keep or does that down payment go towards the actual loan? So if you have a contract with the person, it all depends on you. I mean, if you got the contract with a person with a lease option and you're, and you, like you already took the house subject to basically. The owner gave you the house free. They don't want any money for it, right? They just say, I just want out, save me. I'm behind on foreclosure. Um, I'm in pre-foreclosure, I'm behind. I want out, help me, save me, uh, save my credit, save my respect, save my sanity, right? Save my sanity. So you took the house over. Now you found a end buyer that's saying, hey, I'm a truck driver. I got no credit because I just drive trucks, but I make $10,000 a month, but the bank won't give me money because I don't have a W-4 or because I don't have credit because I ain't done things. Let's say I'm a barber. I cut hair. I got plenty of money because I cut 10 people hair a day and I make $200 a day and you know, I cut at least 20 people. So I got $200 a day, uh, 200 times five, you know, that's how I went out a week. And then, hey, I got the money to afford this house. However, I don't have credit, uh, beauticians and so on. So there's so many people out there that making the money, but don't have the credit for the bank to uh, fund the deal. So if you take that house over and you got control of that property, and you have the proper documentation to say that you can act on behalf of the seller for that property. When you ask for that lease option with that end buyer that's going to buy that property from you, you just that's your money. That's a non-refundable your money. Non-refundable. It's all in the documentation with the lawyer and the agreement that that person signed. That, hey, this is non-refundable money towards this property. Did I answer your question? Yes. Cool. I'm going to kind of come back to some of these questions, too. I just kind of need the overall yes or no type, if that makes sense. Hey, do do you. You you in charge. You in, you in me tonight. <laughs> so in between um, transactions with the seller, are you finding a buyer so you don't have to pay out of pocket down payments to the seller? Because I know that you're supposed to like write up a contract between you and the seller. But within that process do you have like do you have to write in the contract that hey i'm not gonna make a payment for the for at least two months or 60 days um do you put that in writing and say you know i'm not gonna pay you anything so that way that you can find a buyer within that uh time frame um say say like the owner wants um ten thousand dollars they want two hundred thousand dollars for the house they want ten thousand dollars down they want you to pay closing costs all that good stuff so do you write off pay? I mean, do you wait and then find a buyer? You give yourself like a couple of months and then find a buyer? Or how, how does that work? I'm kind of confused on how like how that process kind of works. Outstanding question. Great. So me um, being greedy and, and proactive at the same doggone time, greedy and proactive at the same doggone time, when I say I'm greedy, I'm trying to find all kinds of sellers and buyers at all times. Right. I'm greedy. I want to I want my pocket full. We call it a pipeline. 
A pipeline is what do you have in the works? So I'm out here advertising, regardless if I got a deal in hand or a deal out of hand, I want to know what barber, what 24-year-old, what 20-year-old, uh, what 19-year-old barber out there cutting hair, just finished school, they got money, but the bank won't give them a loan, right? I'm hungry. I want several of them. I want several beauticians. This girl just graduated from high school, but she make more money than a 50-year-old. They've been working at a damn job all their life because this young lady do braids. And you know, we like our sewings, right? So um, that girl makes some money, right? I want that young lady name and I want all her friends' names and everybody in that beauty shop name. I'm a dog. I want it all. I'm hungry, right? And then I do want truck drivers. I want to get in touch with as many, many truck drivers. And I want truck driver letting know, hey, look, if you're looking for a home, tell me where you're looking for a home at so I can go find your property. So what I'm saying is I'm looking for buyers that does not fit the bank criteria. They got the money, but they does not fit the bank criteria. So I'm hungry and I'm greedy for that. Now I got a pipeline of people that I already know want something. They want it. They want a lovely home. They want a nice yard. They want a pretty house. They don't want garbage. They don't want to fix it up. They want a move-in ready house. So when I'm hungry like that and I got these people in my pocket, in my back pocket, in my side pocket, uh, under uh, under the bed, under the mattress. We you know what I'm saying? How you stuff stuff that you just want extra. You got so much money, you stuff it there well. That's what I want, right? So I'm greedy on that. Now, on the flip side, I also want to be greedy on finding motivated sellers that got issues. Motivated sellers that got problems. Motivated sellers that need a solution to their problems. Not somebody that want to talk to me and just have fun and chit-chat. I need a motivated seller that's saying, please take this off my hand. I have a lien on this house from the city because they cut my yard a couple times and they charged me 80 times more than a yard supposed to be cut. I don't have the money. My mom, unfortunately, she passed two years ago. She left of this house, but we live in California and I don't want to just give it away. I would like to get something forward. I have another person that's saying, hey, I bought this house. It had an encroachment on it. It was already messed up on somebody else's land. My realtor did not do me right. The lot on, they didn't do a good clean title search. The survey didn't work out well. And now these folks are suing me for this property and the land for me to get out their land because I'm encroachment. I got a problem. So when you got all these different situations, now you have people that want to sell that's motivated. You have people that want to buy that's motivated. So it ain't much looking more than you have to do. You're basically telling folks, hey, I found the property for you. I found the property for you. I got it on a contract. Are you willing to buy the contract? I mean, are you willing to, you want to live in this area? Oh, you wouldn't live in there. I flipped it. I saw my wholesale. My bad. I'm sorry. But you got to get on the contract too for the, to negotiate. But then you over there saying, hey, what areas are you looking for? You go to these buyers and you saying, hey, you want a three-bedroom, two-bedroom, four-bedroom? You, you basically giving them and serving them up the properties as they come available. If you already have them in your pipeline, if you already got them in your pocket, if you already got a Rolodex, that you can just roll through and say, ah, you don't want a property in this area, let me call you out. Did I answer your question? Yes. So basically, um, you give yourself 
um, you already have the people lined up whenever um, you go into these deals with people. That's the best way. To yeah, that's one of the best way to do it to try and have people already in the pipeline asking you for the deal, and you're shopping that area for that person. It, it's better to do it that way than to be shopping an area for deals, and then you got to find a person, right? Um, if you go Walmart is not in, you know, I live around the country now. I live in the, in the country now. Walmart is 20 minutes away. So I know I'm country because they ain't 10 minutes away. However, comma, <laughs> Walmart want to be in the right spot where the, the client's going to be at. They're not trying to go find clients, right? Uh, Burger King and McDonald's on a corner where a lot of people are going to pass by. They, they in the spot ready. They're not looking for people. So you gotta be ready and that's a good way to do it. Not the only way, not the only way, but the other way is a little bit more uh, stressful. So yes, if you don't have a buyer lined up, you definitely wanna try and do a contract with that seller and give yourself a grace period to try and find people, you know, two months, a month, three months, a year. I mean, it's agreement between you and the seller. Whatever they agree on, that's what it is. So if they saying that, hey, they've been doing bad for three years, and all of a sudden you come in and say, hey, give me two more months to find you a property. Give me a month to find you a property. Give me 90 days to find you a, a person to, uh, you know, to get the property off your hand. I mean, what's the horn? Why, why would they say no if they've been in the same place for 36 months? What's three more months? Right. So let, let me ask you, so in between time, Who's still paying, if this is still a mortgage on the house, who's paying that, you or the seller? The agreement between you and the seller, if you agree that the seller keep paying for 90 days while you try and help them get rid of it, then they paying it. If you say that, hey, um, I'm willing to take over that immediately, then you're paying it. Okay. So basically, um, it's pretty much, uh, at the end of the day, it's like a wholesale deal. Uh, but with that, Okay, say you wrote out these times and you have like two to three months um, that you stated, you know, you're going to find a person and you don't find a person. You don't find a buyer. You don't find a seller. Does that contract or negotiation end within those like 90 days, maybe? Or Absolutely. like, okay. Whatever that contract is, whatever you agreed upon, whatever y'all write down on a napkin and says, hey, look, in 90 days, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take this property off your hand. In 90 days, they looking for you to take that property off your hand. If you can't take that property off your hand, it voids the deal. Once it so, expires, it expires. Okay, so they they can't, like, I guess, take you to court or nothing like that? Yeah, they could. If you put something in the paperwork saying that you promised them something, but you better not promise them nothing. <laughs> you don't promise them nothing. You put everything in the paper that you want to. You, you're, the, you're the person that's in charge of writing a contract. You're the person sitting out with that person reviewing that contract with that seller. You let that seller know word for word for what's going on, or you give the seller a two-day period to read over it. There's a grace period of time to read over it and sign a contract. Whatever they sign, that's what it is. So, no, they can't take you to court for something that they agreed upon. Okay. Cool. Hey, so my next question is, I should have wrote this a little better, but so I'm going to read it and then kind of, I guess, elaborate. So are you paying the seller money plus mortgage every month or just paying the mortgage? So say you have a house for $100,000 um, 
And do you actually pay the seller anything if they don't say that they want like $8,000 or, you know, or whatever price that they put on it? It's literally just terms. Like whatever you guys negotiate on is what is going to be, is what's going to happen pretty much, right? So like, I don't have to say, oh, well, I'm going to give you so much a month um, to take over your house. Like, it, it, I, it's not an obligation unless I write that in paper or write that down on paper, correct? Absolutely, 100% correct. Okay. Cool. So, all right. Say you've you got the negotiations, you got a buyer, you got everything. So if you decide to get out of an option or term before the loan is paid off, how do you go about getting your money? How do you get the profit from the difference between your option price from the seller and the sales price from the tenant or buyer? Hold on. Wait a minute. Say again. Now you lost me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Joe, don't act like you uh, don't know what you, uh, I'm talking about over there. I don't know so, what you're talking about. <laughs> that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a loaded question. Ask that question again because I, I lost you. You lost me. All right. So if you decide to get out of an option or term before the loan is paid off, so you wrote down everything and then you decide, you know, within before the exit, before the negotiation terms is up, something happens. How do you get out of it? Like, or can you get out of it? And if you do get out of it, like, how do you get your money back? Or how do you get money from it? Or well, you I don't? Money back. Yeah, yeah, what a money, money back. back. Yeah, go well, ahead, Joe. Because I'm like, what a money back coming in? <laughs> well, I mean, like, how do you get, I no, guess that's, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, not money back, but how do you get your money? So, okay, you sold this house to a buyer. So the seller sold the house to you for 200000 You sold it to a buyer for 220000 You're supposed to get the spread in between, like, the two hundred and two hundred twenty thousand. Like, and you decide to back out of it. Like, how do you get, like, how do you get that spread if you decide you just want to exit out of it? Like, do you go to the bank and refinance? Like, do you just make the seller, I mean, the buyer pay you the money? Like, how does that work? But who, who are you? Give, give, give me this example. Who are you and who am I? I you know, give, give me who. Give me a role in this story and give yourself a role. Okay, so you're the so, seller. Because I'm fine. I'm, okay, I'm the seller, okay? And, and then coach, give coach me and you a role, okay? I'm the seller, okay? All right, and I'm the in-between person, and then coach is the buyer. Okay. So, so I negotiated some terms with you. Um, I have a house. You have a house. You're going to sell it to me for $200,000. I then okay. um, get it under contract or negotiate the terms. And then I go to find a buyer and I tell Coach Williams, hey, you know, this house is $220,000. So okay. I decide, I, I get him to give me the, say I wanted $10,000 down for um, the, the deposit. And he gives me the $10,000. But I've negotiated okay. the terms of him giving me of, of the house being two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So say I decide that I want to back out of, you know, get out of it. I don't want to deal with the buyers anymore. And I go back to the owner and I say, hey, I found a buyer for this particular property. Um, I, I want out of it now. Do I lose that two twenty with the buyer, or do how do I go about getting it? Am I making sense? 
All right. So, so in your scenario makes sense, but logically it doesn't to me right now. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, simply because one at ten thousand dollars that's going down, me as the seller, what do I get out of this deal? Am I just signing over the house and walking away? Um. Yes. Okay. So why why would you want to back out? Give me a reason for you to want to back out. Um, I don't know. Uh, I just decided I at the last minute I just don't want to go through it. Maybe it's okay. So, so if that's the case, you've already got ten thousand uh-huh. dollars down. Uh-huh. And so I, I'm just still like you know the, I've already walked away. So the house is yours. And you've gotten ten thousand dollars, so as a down payment, so you're owed ten thousand more, and you're just gonna walk away from your ten thousand because you don't. I don't know. It it it's logically it doesn't you you know make any sense for you. If you walk away, that that sounds and appears to be a win for the actual buyer because now they get the house cheaper. And me as the original seller, I'm out of the equation. So I've already signed the property over to you. So on your end, it's, you know, hey, you walk away, you know, and now it's the seller is now uh, me. If the house is still in my, the debt still in my name, me, hey, now I become like, you know, responsible, which I'm still responsible. But now I'm like, it's back on me. You know, you're you're not you're out, so you're not mediating the the, uh, part, the transaction anymore. It's all me now. So I, I just can't see why you want to back back out. And it, yeah, I just can't see why. So and, and just based upon that, yeah, yeah, and just to double that on that. Let's say you did decide you want to you want to get out that business. Then you would wholesale it probably to somebody else for the, for a, a discounted on uh, instead of getting a ten, you may wholesale it over for five, you know, five hundred dollars, you know, five thousand dollars maybe to somebody else to take over the deal. But you have to do a, uh, you know, say so you have to do something with them. You know, you have to have make sure communicate to them what they're buying and what they're getting and what the situation is because they will love the cash flow each month off of that property. They'll love to get another five thousand dollars or whatever from it if you want you know or you do 10 grand i mean they just want to cash flow so it all depends on who you want to you know work out something with because the, the you already promised that seller that you're taking a headache off their hand so there's no reason to put a headache back on their hand when you say you're going to help them they wasn't a problem they was in the bind you bail them out then you say oh well I'm, i don't want to do this no more i'm gonna build i'm gonna, I'm gonna just run up Right. But if instead of doing that, you can wholesale it to another person on uh, the contract to another person and let them know the situation that they got a, a, a lease option on a person in there. They're buying a property for this amount, but I'm wholesaling it to you for this amount. So you will have uh, five thousand coming to you sooner or later from the other person and you will have cash flow of this amount. You know, how do you structure the deal um, on that end? But that's what I can make to try and make sense of why a person would walk away from money. <laughs> well, I guess because, okay, so uh, the example that I'm trying to, I guess, if someone has little or no equity to get out, 
um, well, I mean, they have little to no equity, so you want to get out. So say like, it's the house is worth $200,000, but they have a loan balance of $210,000, but you do find a buyer and you sell the contract or you get the, uh, put a contract in order for $220,000 well, $230,000 in this case, because the loan is, uh, worth $210,000. So I guess like, I, I don't know if you can do that. So I guess that's where I'm kind of confused at. Um, I don't know. Um, so they have a loan balance of $210,000. They just want to walk away. They, you know, had a divorce. They just want to walk away. Um, you find a buyer for $230,000. They give you $10,000 um, as a deposit. So where does the other $20,000 come in at if you back out of that deal? Because it's little to no equity. The, it's it's over leveraged. Um, What yeah. equity? What, what do equity have to do with this? You just create equity once you sold it for higher than what it's worth. Okay. You okay. created it. You know, you created it, and, and like I said in this scenario, like like Joe said, it's not logically. It don't logically make sense to back out on a deal that you're finna cash flow on that you're making money on, and you already got it sold to somebody, and everything's working out. So why would you just back out? There's no reason to back out. Okay. Now, what I would tell you to do too, another option, just 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 for kicking giggles, uh, you could tell the people that hey, you got you got you got six months to a year to to get this house to get your your credit in order so that you can um, buy this house from me, you know, where you can get the bank to loan you the money and and cash you out. I mean, that's another way you can do it. But my thing about it is, it's no reason logically for you to back out a deal if you got the buyer. The seller agreed to give you the house for a certain amount for nothing, for nothing. You walked away. You got a buyer willing to pay you more than what's on the mortgage and what they owe and what the house is worth. And I don't understand if they living in a house and they're paying you, and what's the problem? <laughs> so can I just read the scenario then? Yeah, read it, read it. All right. It says a seller calls you with a house in good condition worth $200,000. The loan balance is $210,000 with a payment of $1,580 per month and 27 years left on the term. The seller is getting a divorce and leaving town, but is credit conscious and won't deed the house until the loan is paid off, but knows he's over leveraged. But what they got to do with you find a seller, another person... Oh, you can't get the deed. That's what you're saying. You can't get the deed. Yeah. Okay, then you do a wraparound mortgage then. Okay. You, don't to, you don't get the deed. You do the wraparound. Yeah, you don't get the deed until it's, it's paid in full. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's fine. You just do a wraparound mortgage on that one. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because that question you actually had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to like. like never mind. <laughs> yeah, you I should have just read the question. Like I was trying to like piece it together without reading the whole thing. So I was just like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, like I said, logically, that, that why I, I, I was like, whoa, what the heck? Why would you walk away from money? But yeah, now nah, you just wrap around. You just circle. You cover that dog on loan up with mm -hmm. a, uh, uh, with all what it costs. So you wrap it around. You wrap around mortgage. Okay. Cool.
So with this owner finance and stuff, like if a mortgage is paid off, would there ever be a do on sale clause in any shape, <laughs> form, or fashion? <laughs> do on sale to who? <laughs> yeah, most most of the time, sell. they just want their money. Yeah, yeah that, that all the, the, the market's paid off. <laughs> right, but if she's somebody, would it be, ever be a do on sale clause if the bank found out they were sold to somebody else like that? No, 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 no. That's right. the mortgage paid off. She said the mortgage paid off. Oh, it was paid off. It's a done deal. Yeah, it ain't no do on sale. Do on sale to who? Right. <laughs> well, I'm saying like, okay, so like you said, so if they, if the banks find out that, oh, I've made, you know, negotiated terms with the seller and I've, you know, paid the mortgage, like, what, will they ask for their money back? I mean, I never mind. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back to your first thing you said. You said the mortgage paid off, didn't it? Right. So but, if the mortgage paid off, there's no do on sale because the mortgage aren't paid off. Right. You may be asking, you, you ask, okay, so if you have a house that have a mortgage on it and you literally, um, in, 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 in a bank, that yes, there's a do on sale clause that's in every uh, bank's um, statements when you sign paperwork for them. So what you do is you have documentation that you have the seller to set, sign saying they are aware of that situation that is a clause that the bank possibly have that says do on sale. So when we're doing this, this is one of the risks that we possibly exercise. Okay. What bank usually try and do a do on sale if you're paying monthly on time without a problem? Right. Now, not one. Huh? Not one. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will tell you this. If you got a... a, a uh, a bank that sell mortgages, that sell a mortgage a lot of times, I'll be honest with you, if you, you're dealing with a rinky-dinky um, organization that love to sell their mortgages to investors, then therefore you probably be in a situation where it will be exercised because the interest rate went from 2% to 6%. So the reason why banks would perform a do-on-sale clause in this situation is because uh, banks, somebody being greedy, somebody making money, they made money on 2% with the other folks. But when you took over the house and the interest rate for the federal government is now 6%, okay, well, if a bank find out that this person was behind five months and then all of a sudden they got caught up and then somebody knew they ain't paying for it. And yeah, you know, if a bank, if, a, if you're dealing with a rinky dinky, um, institution that just want to make money and don't care about uh, anything else besides making the money, then therefore you'll be exercised. Somebody like that would exercise that possibility. Have I heard that it happened? I have not. What I did was made up a scenario where I would think the worst case scenario would happen because this person is trying to be greedy and they want that 6% interest rate instead of that 2% interest rate that you just won by getting. Make sense? Yeah. All right. I never heard it happen. I never heard it happen. Not me. I haven't heard it happen. You live. I haven't heard it happen at all. Okay. So I'm going to read this next scenario so y'all don't think I'm crazy. Well, we already know that. <laughs> so it says a seller calls you with a house worth of $200,000 in good condition. The loan balance is $172,000. 
at $1,210 a month. He is being transferred out of state in two weeks and hates the thought of listing with a realtor again. He's asking $190,000 and wants someone to get a new loan. You learn he isn't depending on the money from the house to move. So within that scenario, you have a $200,000 value, $190,000 asking price, $172,000 uh, loan balance. Mm -hmm. So if I offer them a $180,000 lease option, one year with the right to renew for four more years, monthly payments equals $1,210 and then first due in 90, uh, I mean 60 days, no deposit, Balance of $172,000, loan to be paid off at the time of sale, plus $8,000 to seller. What's the question? My results of that would be a $10,000 profit on deposit, a $290 per month on a payment spread. But how am I getting an extra, extra $19,000 additional profit from the sale? <laughs> because you're gonna lease option to somebody else and you're gonna make them break that money. So your end buyer, you're gonna do a lease option with the doggone seller, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not bringing your money for that lease option. Mm -hmm. That's how you're making the money. Somebody else is putting their money in to pay whatever that that down payment. Whatever it is for that lease option is not coming out of your pocket. It comes out of their pocket. And you're charging amount to pay the person what they asked for, but you charge and you're making a profit off their difference. So whatever agreement, Wait. huh? Time out, pause. Yep. So if I rent it to own for $205,000 sale price for three with a three-year term, $10,000 non-refundable deposit, $195,000 due that closing of sale and a $1,500 per month rent. I mean, I'm not understanding. Okay, I get the, so it says the $195,000 buyer owes you less and approximate $169,000 loan balance and $7,000 to seller. Okay, I get where the $169,000 comes in at because that's over four year terms of the $172,000 loan. But why am I owing the seller $7,000 um, at the time of sale and when the loans to be paid off. I'm confused on that part. Yeah, reading it out loud, not seeing it on paper, I, I can't get the visual. Vincent, you got something for that? Or Joe, you got something for that? I can't see that. I it's can't find the numbers. It sounds like to me, the person that's selling, want that at, when they sell, they want that 7000 down. But my whole thing is, it sounds like to me they try to lease options to you instead of selling to you. Then you let you lease it off to someone else. That's what it sounds like to me. No, that's right. exactly what's happening. So, right. yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It looked like they, they ex they yeah, they're not depending on the house to sell. They just want some money up front. So that's what that. Yeah, I agree with, with what you said, Joe. You got anything on that one? Joe, Joe said, my brain fried. He ain't answering that. <laughs> Two minutes scenario. Oh, Joe off the call. He probably got he probably got disconnected some kind of way. Yeah. So yeah, and and and, and okay, so I, in the case in um the case I got in one of my houses, you know, I paid eight grand up front. 
you know what I'm saying, up front for the lease option, for the opportunity, just to take over the house and get them, move them out. So that's the deal. You know, she didn't want to sell the house outright. She did want to sell the house outright, but she was willing to take some moving money up front so that she can move. And that's what she did. She took the money up front. I'm out of pocket, you know, $8,250 up front. But now I got somebody in the house, renting the house, and uh, paying me a deposit and paying me money every month. So now I'm cash flowing over the mortgage that she had in place. And at the same token, um, I'm out of my pocket some money. But over time, when I find somebody else to really at least option a house, um, I got this person paying out a mortgage. I'm cash flowing right now. And then once that's over, it, I have somebody else lease option a house later on. And I make all the money back plus. Make sense? Or did I lose you? Makes sense. Yeah. So sometimes you do got to put some up front. Every time you're not going to get a free house with nothing up front. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. And well, thank yeah. you for that. I mean, I appreciate it. I hope that you got something out of it. I'm happy that you're researching other opportunities. Uh, with the market going the way it's going right now, and with interest rate going up right now, hey. I, uh, <laughs> I believe you are in the right market, right? It, with the interest rate going up the way it's going up at 6%, at 5%, um, and it's so high that sellers right now still got to move out of town to different problem, uh, areas for their job. Sellers still got to um, downsize on homes that they, they're empty nesters. Sellers um, you know, there the they inflation that happened. Um, uh, the gas building went up, the food building went up, and the uh, um, mortgage company, I mean, the interest rate, went, I mean, not interest rate, the um, insurance going up, and you know, they on a set income and they can't afford their mortgage and they want to get out of these properties. And you have people that's studying how to take over the house subject to the existing loan, which was help them to get solve the problem for those people that have some of those scenarios I just explained. And you're leaning forward in, in, a, good, in a good atmosphere that when you're going to wholesale property that's move-in ready, move-in ready, move-in ready, wholesaling, instead of you wholesaling, you're taking over the existing loan of that property subject to the existing mortgage and then you're cash flowing a pretty house immediately. Instead of making one transaction on a wholesale, you're actually looking at a way to create wealth. Create wealth because if you buy a house that's worth $200,000 and they owe $179, $72 on it, $162 on it, like that scenario you use, then you just created equity and that's part of your net worth once you get possession of that property. Now, when you go to the bank and they ask you on your financial statement, um, how many properties do you have? You have a property list on there uh, if you want to. But guess what? You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. Because the house is subject to the existing loan. It's in the name of the person that actually has the loan they name. So this gives you more power to keep buying more, more, more and not hold you back because your DTI, 
your debt to income ratio is not hurting you no more. This you don't, you don't have to go to the bank and the bank saying they hating on you because oh you got twenty houses they don't want to give you another loan because they say well you got twenty houses you're high risk now no 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 that that ain't in my name I ain't got to tell you about this this don't go on the books this is going your net worth and this is you can find out how much you value based off of all the ownership that you own and not to mention if you do a lease option on something to someone else you don't have to take care of that house. There, you're the bank. The bank don't come and change my air condition when the air condition go out. I got to call American Home Shield. Thank you, God. I got American Home Shield, right? Uh, the toilet started leaking and stuff. I don't call the bank to come and change my toilet or, you know, make sure it flush correctly, right? I got to take care of that. So when you lease option a house to someone, that's no longer your problem. That's their problem, right? They're buying that house from you. They're buying that house from you just like when you get a car and you lease option a car. If you lease a car, that's your car. If you go over the miles, you gotta pay for the miles. If you wreck it, you gotta pay it out. If you decide to return it, you just lost your down payment and that's it. So in, in the homes and properties and real estate right now, lease option is definitely a scenario that I definitely encourage people to definitely look into. Um, coaches cost a lot more for lease options because that's a lot of work. There's a lot of back and forward. You got to work with the attorneys. You got to know the proper terms, the proper paperwork, and you got to find a way to find those buyers and make sure they locked in suits, sold up. And I gave you barbers, beauticians, um, and uh, truck drivers are three buyers that I will tell you right now, you should be trying to you know, go on Facebook, go on Instagram, try and gather as many of those people as possible um, that want to buy a home and interview those people and ask them what they're looking for. They are buyers. They have the money. They have the money. They have the money. And they want a home that whenever they're off the road, they can get in there. Whenever they're not cutting hair, they get in there. Whenever they're not doing hair, a styling hair, they got somewhere nice to stay at without a headache. So, Kudos to you for leaning forward and um, looking into something, you know, more unique, um, more creative and a way to build your financial wealth faster, quicker, stronger and to be able to help. Not 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 only you don't build your wealth, this is the most important to help somebody with a problem that they just that nobody else want to help them with. People don't understand how to help them with and people don't have the knowledge to help them with. But because of you. You're leaning forward to do great things for great people and become great at what you do. So why wait to be great? Invest now and grow your future and go overachiever. Be the best that you can be. What other questions do we have? The doors of the church is open. <laughs> Terry, you're so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let that be one. <laughs> Yeah, what other question? Hey, uh, did I say that wrong, Vincent? I know you know a lot about a lot of this. So what you thought about the last statements I said? No, it's, it's, it's right on point. It's uh, multiple ways to close the deal. Because every deal I go into, I'm only going to up three strategies. Can I, can I wholesale it? Can I keep it for long term to rent it? Or can I flip it? And that's the fourth way you say the least option. That's a way you can get a down payment up front support. You can get take over property, lease off it out. The uh, the person you go sell it to, to pay the down payment, 
and you get the spread in between. So that's that's four ways to close these deals. So it's a win-win how you look at it. And just like when you're closing on a house, a lot of the different times, if they're gonna do a, a subject two, they gonna want a deposit. Every blue moon, they might get you might get one like Terrence got, and and then one much down. But most of the time, they won't they want five to ten grand down. I paid on my house, I paid seventy five hundred now. So it's 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 out there. You just gotta ask the question: Are you willing to do terms? And most of the time, they said, "What what are you talking about? Then you can you can draw up the numbers yourself." So you can be the bank when you do it that way. But that's how I think you're on point, man. Absolutely, absolutely. You know they come from Leona. <laughs> right. Yeah, Leona got that on one contract with three different uh, three different options. Low ball, a little owner, uh, a little bit down, or owner finance. Did you get that contract when we was at that meeting? I think I did. I ain't had me use that one though. I think I yeah. did. Yeah, I, I got it, bro. I bought his. I bought. I bought a couple of his things when I was there. I'm mad that I bought it because they ain't support me. But you know, that's another story. Right. I'm still hurt about that, man. They want to. They want my money. They want to. They ain't want me to work with them. <laughs> they, they figure you already got too much of it. <laughs> I don't know why they thought that. I'm po. I'm a po man with a po. I ain't got the O O R. I'm right. a po po. I agree. <laughs> but we know different. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You're right. I'm rich in spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> you at work, bro? No, I just got to do cutting some grass, man. I'm just cutting even some dinner. <laughs> oh, okay, then. That's what's up, man. Well, I appreciate that input. I thank you weighing in for that. Oh, um, not a problem. I'm ready. I'm ready to complete my deals so I can move on to some more deals. Well, absolutely, absolutely, man. We got some things working on. I got some things cooking in on Shreveport as well. So, um, um, you been about it? Like, did you go about that sit at the house yet? To have my uncle flipping for me? No, I, I ain't seen nothing yet. He's uh, um, he's I'll see video. Forward. Yeah, send me a video if I can take a look at it. Yeah, and then subscribe to my channel on YouTube. Everybody, everybody, everybody in Facebook Live, I need you to go to Wild Way to Be Great on YouTube. You need to subscribe. Subscribe now. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm trying to get the thousand people so I go live. Man, they tripping, man. What's up? What's up? What you got? What you got, Derek? Uh, sometimes I wish that you have it open to where it's public so I can share some of the, the good messages that you do have on there. So um, I do go back and recap. I even recap a lot of the conversations that you have here and placed on YouTube. So sharing, the only thing that sucks about the sharing, it, it'll share to my main page, but it won't share to my business page that I had you know, started doing videos of me doing renovations and checking out, you know, subject twos or what have you. I would love if you could, I mean, I know you don't want everybody to get the sauce, you know, because I'm going to be starting to do my videos with what way to be great in creative financing. So that way, you know, I can input where I'm learning this uh, material from as I bring it to the village. 
I would love it if I could just share, you know, those good morning walks you have with, you know, the community and everything like that. Long so story short. Facebook, uh, you, so my group is private. You can invite the people, invite folks to the group because the whole purpose of the group is for people that really want to hear it. You know, I'm not, I, I mean, I really try to make the people that really want to be involved with why we to be great community is to be to be a part of it. So it's not like, um, yeah, I hate the fact that, you know, yeah, I, I love you, share, but definitely what I'm working on is I got YouTube and I got um, Anchor, uh, which is my podcast that you more than welcome to share, share, share. And I'm going to my link right now, YouTube right now, so I can get, put that link in this, in this box. And you can share all these things because I try and say, now, you're right. My walking talks. Uh, hey, how you doing? Uh-oh. My walking talks are not allowed to be shared right now because I don't have a thousand people on YouTube. <laughs> so once I get to a thousand people on my YouTube channel, I will be mm -hmm. able to, you, you will be able to share uh, the YouTube channel and I do my walking talks live and I do live on YouTube and sh live on Facebook at the same time. That's why I'm trying to do that. Understood. I'm going to try to see if I can incorporate uh, more things uh, while waiting to be great with my, my young lady or my fiance who, you know, bakes cakes because, you know, what's the best way to welcome someone into their home? You got a cake or I got a cookie for you. Welcome to your home. So I'm going to incorporate that. So, Hopefully I can uh, get her to reach out to her crowd on uh wait to be great campaign and go from there. So what we can do, brother, uh, let's do this. It's really simple. Um, I will send you an invite for her to get on a, a on a Tuesday Zoom call. Uh, I mean, on a Tuesday call and we can do an interview and we can talk about what she have in place. Um, I do need more people. I haven't been, because of this move, I mean, I hate to say this over and over again, but this move took a lot out of me. Um, <laughs> I definitely uh, have not been advertising and telling everybody about what's going on. So I definitely need some people to, to go ahead. And um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I need some people to come on and sign up for teaching and uh, presenting and interviews. So more than welcome, brother, to do an a, a interview with her. And she can share the link. Um, I, you know, send me some marketing stuff so that I can help her market and I do a lunch and then we'll we'll bring it on we'll do an interview and she can talk about uh, exactly what she got going on. Sounds good to me. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity man. Thank you for, for considering um doing this, you know. Oh uh, yes sir. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh thank you for letting let me uh get that out. <laughs> appreciate you coach man. Appreciate both you coaches and appreciate everybody's input. Um just listening. Uh, right now, I've been working. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't like to cater off into, you know, anything until I actually have concrete. So right now, I'm just rolling with the punches, you know, getting those, you know, oh, hell no's to the, you know, you know where to goes and some conversations. So even if I get those negative energies, it's still a win for me because it's not affecting my day. You called nah, me to nah, say nah. that. <laughs> it's not affecting my day. So nah, you know, nah, man. That's, rolling that's with the punches. That should give you energy, brother. Rolling with the punches, and I throw in the back when I see counter. Yeah, no, nah, man, you that should give you energy whenever somebody say that. When I hear a hell no, that means I'm getting closer to a hell yeah. Just one of them away. That's a, I'm just one step away. I mean, I ain't looking for everybody to say yes. I'm looking for that one person that's willing to, to you know, move forward. And that's all we, you know, ever do. I can't ever ask everybody to dance. 
<laughs> well, so, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give you some other. I'm gonna give you some advice from one of my mentors, right? Do you know that when you are in a business of either selling something or asking for the sale on certain things, do you know that people' job is to say no? That's their job to make it hard for you to buy, make it hard for you to hard for you to sell something to them or get something or help them with what they need. They look forward to saying no. They look forward to not being a pushover. They look forward, even if they want it, they still want to say no just because they feel like they're a pushover or they made it too easy if they don't. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's Think insight about, for me. But, uh, that's insight for me, but, you, you know. Uh, okay, then, so let's <laughs> take this. Let's do this. Have you ball? Have you went to look for? Have you went in a store looking for something that you already wanted? But when somebody come ask you, have you helped them? Have you been like, "No, nah, I'm good." Absolutely, yes, sir. <laughs> you want something? You know what you want, but you're like, "No, nah, I'm good. Uh, uh-uh, I'm good." You already got your mindset that, "Hey, once I see this, I'm getting it." But when a person come and try and solicit to assist you with it. You like, nah, I'm good. I got it. I got it. I, I'll let you know when I'm ready. Right? Um, if you go to a car dealership, you already know you at the car dealership because you want a car. But you don't want the salesperson to sell it to you for the amount they try to sell it to you for. Right? Right. Your job is say no to whatever they try to sell it to you for. Nah, I know you can do better than that. I know it can be cheaper than that. So you right. still want the car. And the person got the right attitude you will still buy the car from them, even though they may sell you a car at market price if they had a right attitude because you went in there for the car. But your job is to say no because you don't want to say do it at full price and you're trying to beat it down, but you want the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So when you're calling people on this phone and you asking them about their home and you ask them about a property and they, and they saying, hell no, nah, they probably be saying on the inside, who the hell are you to call me and ask me that? And that's when you need to be like, man, that's a strong note. Wow. I mean, no would been good enough, but hell no. That means that you're really excited, huh? <laughs> if they'll hate me your face, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm just that butthole like that. I'm that guy that, hey, I, I feed off of energy. If you give me negative energy, I'm going to try and find a way to, to twist that energy around and make it positive. And then I'm going to try and find a way to um, look at the situation as, um, yeah, you're trying to throw a challenge at me. And um, I'm willing to play this dance with you. I'm willing to do this cat and dance with you for a little while. Um, you know, but it got to be a deal. There can't be no opportunity. Opportunity is when a person thinks they got negotiating power. When a person got a problem, that's a deal. And that's why I try and call people deals. And right now, I don't know who you're calling. I don't know what that list consists of. But it don't sound like you're calling somebody that wants to get rid of their properties right off the back. So I think you need to maybe um, look at your list you're calling and try to narrow it down to more problems. You're trying to add in more problems on that list. And if you call somebody got a lien on their house, they're behind on their taxes, um, you know, the, the house is abandoned and nobody living in it, um, I doubt if they're going to say, hell no. This will add that actually, there actually was one like that. Um, I live around the corner and then I actually have a great community that um, I'm living in, a working community. But uh, yeah, it was one of those situations. I didn't take it to heart. I don't 
I mean, that, like I said, it's, it's going to beat off my back. Uh, you know, today is my day. Nobody can mess that up. You know, Absolutely. God don't need my help. He's going to make my day once I woke up. So you say the house got the house in your neighborhood. No, you're absolutely correct by all that. But the house is in your neighborhood. It have liens on it. It have it behind on taxes, and it's abandoned. And the person you and you call about it said, "Hell no." <laughs> you said a little bit more of an illustration than that, but yeah. So you know what? If, if that's the case, man, and it, it, did you do you do a skip trace to find out who else owned that property? Is that the only owner? Him and his wife. Yes. Him and his wife. So you may want to try and see if they still married. And if they not married, you may want to call the wife because that problem, that man probably got a mental issue or probably got some other things going on that day. Because we don't know when we call these people. We don't know what they're going through when we call them. We don't know why they're being so ugly, rude, and mean and, and, and obnoxious or whatever they are. But they could have had a bad day. They could have just got fired at work. They could have just got cussed out by a significant other. They could have been mad about something happened with something else. And you just happened to call at the wrong time. But if that if they got a real problem, they I don't I mean that's the only reason why somebody with a real problem would go off on somebody that's calling to give her a solution to a problem. That's just my, yeah, my personal I, opinion. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, you coached me on that before. Yeah, I, I just took it as a, it just may not have been the right time or circumstance. So absolutely. It is what it is. Move on to the next. No, absolutely. No, you need to circle back to that. If you live in a nice neighborhood, I'm telling you now, when it's a nice neighborhood and you can get a pretty house and a nice home, hey, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little more aggressive with going after those because that's not a headache. Now, right now, I will be honest with you. I'm flipping a house. I'm, I'm burning a house right now, and I gutted it out completely. I put a brand new, you know, put brand new roof on that thing, put brand new ceiling in that thing, put brand new floors in that thing. Um, and at this time, with the with inflation, the cost of wood going up, the cost of plumbing going up, the cost of electric going up, and those are high price ticket items that I had to pull out and pull permits on to get done. Um, I'm definitely over budget than what I would normally do because of inflation and because of the cost of living and because of the cost of doing the business. However, comma, um, if you, if you, if I find a, a house that don't need all this work, I'm being aggressive going after it. I'm putting notes on their door. I'm mailing them letters. I'm talking to them aggressively because in this, with, with foreclosures going on and with the market and the inflation and the, and the gas prices and COVID still happening um, and all the other things still going on, Hey, look here, I got to be hungry in my Les, Les Brown voice. That's how Les Brown said, you got to be hungry. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes we got to be aggressive with certain certain types of deals and uh, go after it, especially if it's a pretty house in a nice neighborhood, nice community, sought after, and, and it's vacant, and it's vacant, and it's vacant. I mean, that's, that's A1 solution, A1. Absolutely what it is. It's absolutely what exactly what you're saying. It's that's exactly exactly what it is. And I mean, from the outside looking in, it's a beautiful home. I mean, so many things to do there, and so many things to do around this community as I as I drive around. So, uh, thank you. You know, um, I'm on it. Send a letter. Yeah, send a letter to their house. Write a handwriting letter out. Handwrite a letter. And send it to their house from your 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 um your vi your um virtual mailbox. Use that return address on it, but uh, send a letter to that person and just write. Go ahead, and write out five letters and send a letters every two days. 
And um, it, 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 the psychology of a person taking action mean that they got to see something at least a minimum of six to seven times before they, they action. It's crazy. People don't usually buy stuff the first time. People don't buy stuff the second time. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, they gotta be hit in email traffic. If you're marketing to people, you gotta hit them people like six or seven times before they open up the email. So if you start marketing to them people and being aggressive, you think you're gonna really get a good deal on that deal, and you think that numbers really make sense. And, you know, that's the way to do it. But I wouldn't get tied up with that one house, man. Don't get me wrong. I ain't saying that either. I ain't saying spend all your energy on there. But when it's in your community and it's around the corner from you and it's a place that you don't mind living in and yourself and it, you like know it's nice. But hey, man, you know, sometimes it's worth it going out. You know, your, your, your fiance, congratulations. You know, you, you didn't just give up easily with her. You had to keep going out there and be consistent and keep going at it. You know, she wasn't always the nicest person sometimes. And sometimes she didn't say the sweetest thing, but you still was consistent. So that's kind of how this is with uh, some of these people. You got to go at them. You got to got to date them for a little while. You got to you got to treat them out. You got to show up and show out. And then all of a sudden magic happens. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have a list together, and um, hopefully, I can speak further with you about it. I do have a list together, and it looks uh, promising. Gotcha. Okay, then well, we thirteen minutes over, man. We definitely can do that. Um, I got your message. And um, anybody else have any questions? I mean, this is a great call. Thank you, Latia, again. Everybody, please unmute and tell how tell Latia she did a great job, please. Until you did a great uh, job, even though you don't want to ask us. <laughs> great job. You did, a, you did a wonderful job. Have a beautiful night, everyone. Y'all are too sweet. Thank you. Yes, you did. You did a wonderful job, and I learned a few things. Thank you. Y'all are too sweet. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being willing to do that with me on live. Um, I appreciate you, Latia. Y'all have a great evening, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank All right, you. Thanks, bye.